Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And on this episode, we will talk about the Monday show, Sarah Edmondson and the Thursday show, Owls. <laughs> My writing looks like it says masturbate. Owls, motorboat, merit, badge, <laughs> Jenna's below deck, Tony's new glasses personality. But first, to welcome our amazing special guest to the show, it's Trace. Hey, hi, everybody. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, how are you? What's uh, new? You know, What's new? Super... What is new? Um, yeah. Uh, playing guitar. That's not new. Mm-mm. But, you know. That's cool, though. Yeah. I like that you're doing that. I well, forget about know. that. Decided to actually, you know, uh, find like a little tutor to go chat with once a week about no stuff. No way. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's coming along. It's coming along slowly, but That's... it's... Nice awesome. to have someone to like bounce my thoughts off of and who's like, hey, you're actually not terrible. And I'm like, what? That's wow. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing to hear. Yeah. Um, so next time you're at my house, you'll have to uh, not only play some piano for me, but also some guitar. Um, I don't know if you yes. want that, but I, I think... just asked. Oh. <laughs> actually, I, pretty much I told you. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a, <laughs> yeah. You put in an order for it. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did put it in order. You're like, you know, it's weird. I can never come to your house again. It's mm-hmm. strange. I'm busy that weekend. Um. All right. So, well, that's cool. Do you have any shout outs? Uh, shout outs and a call out. Uh, oh, shit. I feel like I might be on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So oh, okay. uh, shout out to uh, just the general, the general BF fan cast community i don't know i'm kind of we as we record this we're like an episode behind we're all we're mm-hmm. all it's all uh caddy wampus things are going on but uh always appreciate hearing from other fans of the show funny enough i was on tiktok and someone posted a video about you know uh people who had like a a, a right wing political turn and was sort of disappointing because he used to like them and they posted a video about adam carolla and then oh. there was a couple people in the comments of, of the video saying yeah i actually stopped listening when he fired allison rosen which was like oh, oh no way cool uh cool to to see people who uh you know huh. have that opinion which still uh, keeping it real yeah also applies to me i guess i didn't even think about that but uh yeah so uh anyway shout out to the general allison people um call out to me oh. uh because you know it's it, Kids these days, the the, mm. the younger generation, moving away from certain terms, and I use the word crazy a lot, mm. which is a uh, maybe not cool. Maybe you should face that out. And uh, uh, I'm I have it in mind. I'm working on it. None of you have heard that episode because again, it has not come out. <laughs> well, but, to be fair, once they hear this, they would have. Hopefully, I mean, it'll be out. I don't know if that means I, they'll listen to it. <laughs> sure, you never know. But, but you know, I do use these ableist terms a little too much, and I and I try to stop myself because 
crazy insane and everything but i feel like there are so many words that you can't say anymore not that i'm complaining about it but i am trying to be aware of it um so yes it's definitely something i I would self-call out myself as well yeah you know i just try to i try to keep an eye on things so i don't you know end up being like your grandpa who still says colored or whatever you know what i mean None of my family uses that word, by the way. <laughs> mm, you got some family in Texas. I don't know if that's true. No longer. Oh. Yeah. He's in Prescott now. Arizona has its own stuff going on. Well, to be fair, he was like the dark one of the family uh, coming into the family. Uh, so he was like the black sheep, shall we say? All right. I'll give him a couple points for that. Ooh, remains to be seen. <laughs> Lisa, how, yes, are you, how are you doing? How have you been? What's going on with Lisa? I have to say, my apologies to you ah. uh, for last episode that people have definitely heard by now. <laughs> definitely. Because probably. I t- I ate up a lot of your time Friday and Sunday. Still have, and obviously this, with the magic of editing and uh, time travel, it's all going to be edited now even though it isn't currently. <laughs> last week I was in like a really funky place in so many different People were affecting me emotionally, and um, this week, things are so much better. And I wanted to share with the class that I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I have a boo. I was I was on mute. I, that wasn't like a, a, an icy silence. <laughs> he left. <laughs> I currently am um, off the market. Okay. Okay, are we? Are hmm, is this a thing that can be talked about on the podcast? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, I can always edit whatever, but yeah. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. Tell us about this this chap. Yes, this chap. Um, I met him on my birthday, and we've been going on dates for almost a month now. And he's been super super nice to me. He treats me like. I think what I said to the dream team was better than whatever gold is. <laughs> okay. Um, he's really good to me, and it's weird to be with someone that's just nice and wants to make me happy. It's like really refreshing and cool, and very good at communication. It's like oh, very nice. different, very different. I was having some weird feelings last week, not about him, just in life and stuff. And I just like spoke up and communicated, and he's like, "Yeah, let's talk. Let's, you know." talk about whatever is on your mind and like we talked and i was like okay i was like up in my own head about stuff and so it's just been anyway he had asked me to go study (laughs) um a while back and i had told him you know i need to clean up some messes in my life first and i wanted to you know have some more conversations with him about certain things because we're not in our 20s there's things we're both we both have kids we both you know all these things in, in our lives yeah, marriages <laughs> um so i wanted to ask more about that and so on uh last tuesday i told him i said yes <laughs> wow okay so that yeah just you know we we talked a bit about this on uh i yes. don't know how much of what we talked about is going to be edited out uh <laughs> right. there's a lot going on but yeah, yeah the 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 fact that communication was so like yes clear and open seems like a very good sign it was very like okay like there can be normal 
things where you feel like something's off or weird and like if you talk about it and it clears it up then it's like oh that's a a normal relationship (laughs) it doesn't have to just be like well i'm just gonna sit around and hope and wait and think like maybe this or that it's like no why don't you just ask like let's just talk and it was like oh right I, I didn't ever have that in my marriage. And so without talking about things for 20 years, there's just a big mess of stuff where it's like, where do you even begin? You yeah. know, on top of a really unhealthy relationship anyway. Um, so starting out a new one with someone that is, uh, dare I say, an actual man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. Weird. They wow. actually exist. <laughs> Well, I know you exist too. Oh, I mean, <laughs> sure, uh, I, uh, shut up. I but, know you're one of the good ones. You're uh, rarity. I uh, realize this. Chances, uh, <laughs> problematic verbiage there, but yeah, mm, I, uh, mm, mm. I, oh I, shit, <laughs> it just you can't help yourself. It's a, uh, it's a problem. Um, but yeah, that is very good news. I am happy that um, it's always nice when when you feel like you can communicate with someone when you, yes. it, it relieves so much pressure, pressure and so yes. much stress when you feel like, Oh, I can just talk about this thing and it's not going to yeah. be like, you know, a, a weight that I'm going to be carrying around in the back of my head, making right. my brain, turning it into whatever my brain yep. does to it on top of whatever which is what I t- is. definitely was starting to do like spin out or it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I think also it wasn't, it was just, that was just on top of all of the other things that were going on where it was just like, all right, I, yeah, I was spinning. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, so uh yeah, so I um February eighth. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so this will lead to my shout outs. I'll start off with shouting out to him for being Aww. awesome. And shout out to the TNC. I'm going to spend Valentine's Day with a couple of them. And shout out to East Coast Jen, Z Mary Jane, Tim Ortez. How the hell are you? I haven't talked to you in a very long time. How's the weather in Germany? What's happening? Uh, shout out to Dr. Angela. Uh, hopefully we get the doctors over here soon to my house. Shout out to you, Trace, for putting up with all of this shit. And for editing half of last episode. Well, and, less than yeah. half, given how long the, for the first well, half was. But... I mean, let's be fair. Let, the last half was the actual show. The first half, I fucking know, it's my therapy session mixed with a show peppered in. I'm sure people would be interested to hear... Uh, you know, uh, a lot of what was going on, but you know, yes. discretion is the better part of valor, or whatever. yeah, I I could send the unedited version to certain people, but mm. um, if they care, not in a weird way. And uh, shout out to Tamara Holler, shout out to Ray Morgan, shout out to Paul. Are you going to be at my house soon? Shout out to Doctor Jen. Are you going to be at my house soon? Shout out to LK. Are you going to be at my house soon? <laughs> shout out to Lil Ruffy. Guess what? Are you going to be able to? <laughs> uh, shout out to Superfan Megan. Same question. And I love you. Shout out to Michelle Smith. Haven't heard from you in a while. Wondering how you're doing. You popped into my head. Shout out to Leanne because you're amazing. Shout out to Luke, uh, former Germany, uh, what's the word? Resident? Current Idaho resident? <laughs> how are you, Luke? And Scotty Scott, what the hell is up with you? And last uh, but not least, uh, to Demian. I'm sure he's watching the Super Bowl pretty soon here. Are you? Uh, I literally don't know who is playing in the Super Bowl. It's the Eagles and the Chiefs? I think so. I think I heard it uh, peripherally somehow this week. I saw some guy 
in a truck with like a bunch of big Kansas City Chiefs flags on it. So I'm like, mm. either they're playing or like he's real upset that they're not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to go burn something down. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, shout out to, I guess, people that like the Super Bowl. <laughs> or people that like beer and snacks. My friends invited me to go out to some other thing, like not sports related. And I'm, I was thinking about it, but I think I need to give my body a little break. Yeah, always a good idea, I think, just to take yeah. a, you know, take a little pause for, for things. Yeah. yeah. I uh, went out last night and I don't think I drank too much, but, um, I, oh, honestly, actually, honestly, like I'm been lying this whole time. Um, I also have a kidney infection, so oh. that's part of it. I just feel like off. Anyway. Is this a, is this a new we can cut this out if you want. Is this like a new situation or what's uh what's up with Yeah. That? Yeah. I think it was probably from having a lot of sex lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, hmm. You mean like a UTI? Like a, It was that. Okay. It was that like la- like last week and then I was like, "Oh, I don't think it's going away." And they're like, "I think you might have a kidney infection." I'm like, "All right. Guess I need to be a little more careful." Is hmm. All right. I'll I'll Google some stuff later. I, I don't know. <laughs> didn't know that that's could a, happen. That's a euphemism a for something, right? Didn't know that could uh, have a kidney thing going on. I, I thought it was yeah, just because like a... the infection from the bladder can go back up. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I was on antibiotics for like a whole week, and apparently just was the wrong one. So I'm on a new one, and antibiotics like fuck my shit up. You know, it just makes my whole body just like yeah. plus my kidneys are sore. Actually, I was waiting for the results yesterday, and the doctor called, and I missed her call. Called her back. I haven't heard so. Oh. I'm sure I've had kidney infections before, so um, I usually would let it go too long where I'm like in pain, thinking that it feels like you have a. Have you ever had one? Not that I know of. No. It just feels like your back is sore, so you just feel like mm. you slept wrong or something. So you're like stretching it out, and I just kept mm-hmm. feeling like that. And I've now I know, but um, before I, I would get so bad, so I've gone to the hospital for it before, which I probably didn't need to do, but I was just in so much pain. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you have a kidney infection. If you're like, in a lot of pain, probably okay to go to the doctor and ask. Yeah, you. yeah. but I could have probably just now it's like just get it in there quick when you know what's happening. I, I know my body and uh, I know I'm prone to these situations. So got to be careful. Yeah, uh, I mean, if we're doing like a medical chat, what's, uh, what's how's your arm doing? What's up with? The oh, arm? thank you for asking. OK, so I don't I was pretty vague, I think, to anybody that's listening about what happened. So the day before Thanksgiving, I woke up and my arm was not working, just like I couldn't move it. And once I finally got to the doctor, I've torn rotator cuff bursa something. So it was not torn all the way through. So they told me, keep it immobilized for four weeks and um, it should hopefully heal by itself. You don't have to have surgery. And the other options were stem cells, which is like $5,000, not covered, obviously. And so about five weeks later, I went back and they're like, told me the exact opposite of that, that I should have been moving it so I don't get frozen shoulder. And then for sure we'll have to have surgery because those don't heal on their own. So I was just very confused and I thought I'm going to go to someone else. So where I'm at right now is I've been moving it a little bit. I use it. I can't, still can't put it up over my head or like really use it hundred percent. I maybe 20%, but I have a, an appointment for a second opinion on the 22nd. Hmm. So it hurts. It's hurting right now. I think sometimes I sleep weird or something, but I try and sleep and not move, which is what I do anyway. But um, it hurts. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it sucks that you don't, you can't get a, a an earlier appointment. Yeah, I was, I could, but it was during work hours, and it's like, nah, oh. I just, 
I don't want to take time. I don't work that much anyway. My hours are little limited. <laughs> mm-hmm. so like, yep, nope, just going to wait till the 22nd. It's fine. I've waited since what? November? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I was. I even had thoughts of like, do I really need to use my arm? Yes, you do. <laughs> you got two of them. You should, uh, you know, you life is going to be easier if you're allowed to use both your arms. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to actually shave under that one. That'd be cute. I mean, not that anyone can see under it at the things. moment. True. Um, I uh, yeah, that is true. That is <laughs> um, very true. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, is your does your hand work okay, or is, or is it yes, just okay? My hand from my elbow down is fine. Hmm. So it's just my shoulder. Hmm. So I can't like lift my arm up or carry things that are heavier. Do all the things that I like to do, like gardening and artwork and what else? Everything. I think I could probably do artwork now. I wasn't able to write for a while. Mm. It hurt. And so I'd have to like kind of stand and scribble. And it's just like, okay. I, my left arm has gotten very strong. And I've gotten, and it's now I'm trying to get my right arm to start using it more. And I'm so used to using my left hand now that it's just weird to try and retrain myself to do the other. But, um, but also I don't want to overdo it, especially because I don't really know which advice was correct. So I'm like, let's just not do any more damage, but you know, anyway, I, if I have to have surgery, it's fine. I just want to be done so I can actually, you know, use my arm would be nice. It would be so cool to like be able to exercise again. And like, I mean, obviously I can walk, but this exercises I did with the neighbors swimming and, Oh yeah lifting weights and stuff like i i miss doing that kind of stuff so or just dancing i do i still dance now but um it's not as not as great it was never great but mm. anyway. yeah thank you for asking though. oh you know just always concerned you know hoping things are thank you hopefully by the time i see you next i'll have a mobile arm yes i hope that also <laughs> by the way are you coming out to the we should talk about the group recording before we talk about monday let's talk about it now sure it's March thirty first, April first, April second. So I, that uh, should if, work. If everybody would like to come to my house and have a little uh, Allison weekender, should be a real hoot. I don't know why I just stared off into space like I, you were going to host or something. <laughs> like you're at your house or the or the show. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just looking at the calendar. Yeah, that sounds great everyone should go i am yeah. most likely going to be there good i hopefully we have all of the usual suspects here but it would, we always get like a peppered in somebody new and it'd be awesome to have some new people come on over but obviously all of the people that always come are it just i wish i could do that all the time it's so much fun it's such a great weekend and i'm gonna have to start thinking about stuff right now start planning it Oh yeah, I mean, plus it's going to take you longer to do everything because you got yeah, it is very very true, very true. Okay, shall we? I know we might have a BFF hotline call, but I don't Ooh. think that it has been sent yet. Okay. So I think it's from our favorite Packer fan. Wait, <laughs> we have two favorite Packer fans. Ooh, I'll leave you on the edge of your seat. Okay. <laughs> shall we talk about Monday? Yeah, let's talk about. Monday. Okay, so it was Sarah Edmondson. I when I saw that she was on, I was like, I don't know who I know. I never know who anybody on Monday is, but then when I saw what it was about, I was like, Whoa, okay, I'm really interested in this. Um, she was part of the Nexium cult. She was uh, the show is called The Val, right? Yeah. And then the podcast is a little bit culty. Yep. 
have you seen The Vow? I have not seen The Vow. I think I listened to an episode of the podcast, like uh, mm. it would have been a while ago, but no, I'm not. I'm generally familiar with all the cult stuff. Yes, yes, um, same. But yeah, I've not actually seen any of the, the documentaries or shows about it. I think because I've seen so many documentaries on different cults, I, was, I kind of like take them in chunks <laughs> because it uh, it's just and I don't want to use the word crazy. It makes me feel very like uncomfortable and getting inside this place where it's interesting and I love to learn about it, but it's also kind of just kind of freaks me out. You know, um, listening to her talk was just mm. so. And um, what's the word? <sighs> the way it made me feel, I related to her so much in mm. a whole other like parallel to my marriage. Mm, interesting. Like all of the things she was saying, it's like on a much smaller scale. And of course, like there's no uh, not documentary about it. <laughs> but um, not yet, Megan, you know, oh, you know what to yeah. do. Oh, get on it. Um, but uh, so I the Scientology one I watched with Leah Remini, where she's literally doing the Lord's work by like saving these people and putting her life in danger. So I watched all of that. That was really good. The um, like any of the Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Epstein things like I'll watch that, even though I don't know if that could considered culty, but it's very much like grooming people to be, yeah, a, it's you know, it's similar. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I had just come off of that. I think I may have watched one of the documentaries on this, maybe. But when Allison was talking about it, I thought, OK, I really need to watch this because it sounds like something I, I'm definitely interested in the psychology of it. And hearing everybody's stories, it's just very interesting to me. Uh, also, the fact that we are in the cult of Allison. Sure. I, <laughs> I know we kind of, uh, it's tongue in cheek because I think while we have branded ourselves as well. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally. Well, I mean. I mean. I mean. Three of us have. I, you're next. Incorrect. No. But uh, the. the it's uh, opposite day. Cool. The tat. I mean, it's not uh, it's not entirely different, sure. <laughs> well, but, to be fair to us, we got to pick it, and yeah. it's not and not unbeknownst to us, uh, Allison's initials. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Would be weird if it. Yeah. Also, it's not like on your like uh your mons or anything. It's like you know, in a, in a uh, it's not uh, in an intimate area where mm. you know what I mean. Speak for yourself. Mm. Um. So Allison went to the season finale of The Vow. Do we know about this? Uh, I don't remember this. Because I feel like she never goes out ever. So the fact that she did this is kind of huge to me that I we didn't hear about her. Maybe I'm just out of the loop, but I thought she would have mentioned it at some point. I may have uh, tuned out for this part of the show. Was there like a like a viewing party or something? Or? I guess I guess so. And that's where she met Sarah in person. So mm. um and uh Nippy. So yeah, yeah that cool. is uh, cool, but huh. It's very unlike her. Yeah. <laughs> it's really where I was like, wait, what? She said it. So like, oh, yeah. I mean, she literally didn't go to whose birthday was it? Um, Allie Ward's. Oh, yeah. Which was like a million years ago, but yeah. still, I, I don't forget. Um, I hold grudges. So um, Sarah, so many words that resonated with me. She was talking about indoctrination. And I was thinking about also not just myself, but people in this climate in the past couple of years where people have completely changed personalities like completely 180 
Yeah, like I, I think so. She was talking about how um, she mentioned that it's not as though someone said a specific thing to like get someone to join a cult or something like that. It's about sort of where you are in your life if you're open or vulnerable mm, to mm, certain things. Yes. And someone you know says the right thing while you're in the right place to hear it. Um, yes. And I think there's a there there are different versions of this. It's not. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, start wearing robes and hanging out with the, right. you know what I mean, the Bog Brush Nishi or whatever. It's, there, there's, there's, um, there is a, hey man, we're just, we're just a bunch of good old solid people with common sense. So we're going to yes. move out to the middle of Texas and get a bunch of guns and, uh, you yeah. know, talk about. And there may or may not be flavor aid involved. Yeah. It's, it's, there are there are different varieties of this sort of thing right. and people i don't i guess it, you could say people changed but it's also like there i think there was always there's this long running sort of need that they're fulfilling and that's what mm. makes them what's well, it it's what makes it easier for them to change how they relate to other people because they like they found uh, uh, uh apologies a new relationship um and it, right. it sort of makes them want to um uh it's it's part of an overall life change and that they're sort of leading into maybe that's it. so she talked about grooming which is definitely like this is all of that that you're you're talking about is mm-hmm. just finding who your people are by doing subtle things to slowly get them in mm-hmm. uh grooming programming manipulation brainwashing uh being being broken or being told you're broken and she's having to unlearn all of these things and i was thinking about first of all related to all of those things also but when i watch these documentaries or read any stories about cult i'm like how like how does this happen how can you know you seem like a smart person you seem this whatever it's like that my judgmental part is going off but then i'm like uh i was in a 20-year marriage where i was programmed to think i was ugly and a piece of shit and uh i'm being told so many things that i'm having to unlearn myself it's like i can't judge <laughs> whatsoever yeah i mean yeah I, as a, as a blanket statement i would say people shouldn't judge too harshly um yeah you know I mean? but and it's like light judging because i'm like how how does this happen <laughs> yeah it, it is a um i think people underest i i don't know why this comes to mind but i definitely like in the 90s there was a flood of those like mm, uh, yes. news stories about not just cult stuff but like you know this uh adult lady is statutory raping her her teenage student or whatever um yeah. like mary kay letourneau and all these kinds of stories and i i remember thinking to myself oh like if if i were like 13 and some adult woman was like you know I really love you. We should be together, but you have to kill my husband. I'd be like, I might have killed that lady's husband. I don't know. Like, I I don't right. think of myself as being like um easily influenced. But if you're in a, a and that's why it's you know so sort of nefarious to for people to groom like kids or, or underage people. But if you're in a space where certain things are going to make sense to you and certain things, um, if a need is being filled. And you feel like you're being validated and seen in a certain way mm. by a certain person. They're going to have a, a lot of sway over you. Um, whether, I mean, and hopefully they use that for like good and not for evil. Right. Um, but it's it's a, um, 
I would say you shouldn't judge pe- not you, but the overall you. Uh, we shouldn't judge people who get into cults too harshly because they, whatever they did in the context of their life probably actually made perfect sense at the time, given yeah. whatever they were coming from and wherever they were at when someone you know approached them and whatever relationship they had built up with the person who introduced them into all kinds of stuff. So it's a it's a it's a little. It's easier to be like, ah, this person's in a cult because someone said they had to join a cult. That's so stupid. But it's probably not how it happened. It probably is a lot more um, emotionally complex than that. Very good point. Sorry. (laughs) Well distracted. Uh, Very good point, though. Um, So many other things that she had mentioned. I I just kept writing down words that she was saying. So I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Also, Lisa. Yes. You are very pretty and nice and smart. Thank you. I appreciate that. And having, I think I told you this, like that I just like had, I broke down and started crying. I was in my backyard and I it, like dawned on me that like this whole time I wasn't ugly. Oh no, <laughs> he did not tell me this. And I just started crying. Like I just started crying. And I was like, wait, like it really, like I, I stopped and like had to put, like put my hand on like the wall. And I was just like, wait, this whole time. Like, I was running through my head of, like, years and years and years of, like, this whole time I was, I just started crying. Oh, Oh. my God. It was, like, not that that's the only important thing in life, but to feel ugly all the time is, like, a horrible feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But. um, Yeah. And I I think there's a lot of people who have some version of that, but it's, like, even, it's always so funny to go back and, so, um. Uh, to relate it to the podcast, Mike Mitchell from Doughboys and uh, yeah. John Gabrus has been on Allison's show yes. a couple times. Uh, Gabrus has a podcast uh, called High and Mighty where he uh, talks, you know, it's like an interview type chat show. It's, it's usually very funny and good. But so he does like these regular like yearly episodes with Mike Mitchell where they basically talk about being fat and overweight and trying to lose mm-hmm. weight and self-image and, you know, health stuff and all the stuff yeah. that comes along with it. Um, it's always a good listen. So I, I recommend I'd be it. interested in that. OK. Yeah, uh, I it, I would. Uh, it, I'll shout it out at the end of the episode or something. OK. But, um, but they talked about. So Mike Mitchell talked about. Um, looking at, you know, pictures from him in high school or whatever, when he he felt so insecure about how he looked. And yeah. him and Gabe were both like, yeah, we weighed so much less then. Like, we, the the point at which we felt so terrible about our bodies and how fat we were, like, we really weren't. And it was just, it was just based on what other people were telling us. And it, yes. it, it's how negative you feel about yourself is sometimes really not attached to the present reality at all. It's just speaking of being, you know, in cult or whatever, that's, that's a similar part of being impressionable. Like it's, it's Mm. you, you, we all accept things about ourselves sort of unquestioningly, unquestioningly Um, begging no alternative is the fancy phrase, but that aren't really true. And we won't realize aren't, isn't true until, sometimes decades later. Um, yeah. And, and that's, so for, for, well, it might not be some guy, uh, again, whenever I think about cults, I think about some guy in a robe. It may not mm-hmm. be some guy in a robe telling you, you know. There's a proverbial robe. Yeah, yeah. At I least. have to have sex with your wife because God wants me to or whatever. All cults right. eventually kind of turn into that. But, yeah. It's um, got a bunch of holes in the robe. Yeah. Wife, if you're lucky. Um, <laughs> but it, it it is, we all have some version of, you heard you were stupid or you couldn't mm. do this or you're ugly or you're yeah. whatever. And it, it doesn't there. It's a, uh, you're, you're kind of 
programmed in a way. Like there's, I always think about it in terms of computers. Like there's some stuff installed on your computer mm, from a very yes. long time ago that's still always kind of running in the background, but isn't really necessary anymore and uh, should probably be uninstalled. Yes. She mentioned deprogramming. That's exactly it. And for me, and she also mentioned finding herself and I, I'm like, yes, I'm doing the same thing. Cause I'm like, okay, so I was told this, this, and that, what do I really like? What do I want? How do, how am I feeling about this? Or small things to big things like decisions that, you know, do I really like this or do I really like that? You know what I mean? Or just, mm -hmm. just really finding out who I am and how I want to spend my life and my time. You know, it's just, it's been really great actually, because um, I like being by myself and I really like self-exploration. No uh, funny business. Sure. Well, that too, but come on. <laughs> uh, we know we listen. We know you're aware. <laughs> Oh, we're aware. It goes without saying that, yes. It yes. really should have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't go without saying, but it could go without saying. It typically does. I mean, right now, not so much. But um, so she talked about having to be happy all the time, which is also in a totally different way. I, I related to that, too, because being happy for my kids and pretending like everything was good for them, really, just to mm -hmm. make it like we everything's great. When really I was just hurting inside, but also that was a way of disassociating. Like, oh, there you go. I'm gonna do a um, zoop zoop. I'm Hello, for, I'm gonna pay for the zoom eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was also a way of disassociating for me to just cope and survive. It was just like, all right, just pretend to be happy because then you kind of feel like you are, even though you're not. It just kind of was a way to make it through each day for you know everyone else <laughs> um mm -hmm. yeah she also she, she talked about embarrassment um totally like i didn't share so many of these things with people because it's embarrassing and and but that's a way of getting them people gaining control of you is by making you feel shame or embarrassment so that they can keep on controlling you or you know possessing you <laughs> yeah it's it's embarrassing to have been treated badly by someone especially yes. if you're in a situation where you know you're not dissociating Leaving? yeah oh, exactly yeah. yeah i mean that's the other thing where it's yeah. like if you share it then it's like well then why are you staying it's like now i have to explain this or that and it's like you just it's just yeah you just don't so you, it, then it's easier to get abused or used because nobody knows and it's you know you're just forgotten no, i'm just kidding um she was talking about also because now that she's come out with things and this is something that happens to victims all of the time and this is what a lot of times people don't come out and say things is that they get shamed by people um because they didn't have that experience or whatever the reason is because they're still brainwashed or because they are the controlling person so to go through that on the other side to get abuse from people because you're trying to speak your truth is just like absolute shit <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean and coming from like multiple directions not only people who are still in the cult but people who are like oh you're so stupid how could you let that happen and you know right yeah yes there's that too it's like oh my gosh just all of it i really feel for sarah and i think she's such a strong person for coming out and i would really like to hear the story because she met her husband there 
the fact that they both got out, I think that's a story right there because to have two people kind of have the same, you know, story in a way or journey, maybe it's separate stories, separate journey, but similar. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically it doesn't seem like both people are on the same page with that. Usually one person's still like, no, we're, I'm still brainwashed. So (laughs) I'm staying in. (laughs) It's, I would be, I'm sure they've talked about this a lot, but it would be interesting to hear how they both got in. Like what, did they have sort of different vulnerabilities or Mm. did they have like sort of the same issues and that's why they ended up there? Yes. And how on a daily basis they have to still struggle with certain things as Mm. far as not just the trauma, but also because she said it's I'm always relearning and trying to understand who I am and things like that. So and they both obviously doing it in their own time must be I mean, their relationship is either super strong or like uh, hanging by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh, the former. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. But, uh, you know, people uh, not to be too grim, but people people change and maybe part of that change is they may they might grow apart at some point but uh, i i they i didn't hear any uh major issues i don't know yeah they sounded both kind of like they had their heads on straight and they're surviving and making the best out of their lives yep which uh i mean you know i guess we should all be in a cult then is that the lesson so we can like you know, yeah. sprout forth with the new leaves or something. I think so. Yeah. Because right now we're just a bunch of dead wood. Yeah. We're just, we're, we haven't, we've sprouted nothing. We're just uh, still in the, the moldering. We got some mushrooms maybe, but it's uh, <laughs> no like plant growth. Yeah. We have a uh, mistletoe growing off of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else for Monday before we move on? Um, I don't think so. So I was going to ask. Yes. Ooh. Hmm, here's a question. So I was going to ask yeah. if you had any sixth sense type moments, but you already kind of went mm. over that. Um, what do you think was your most vulnerable period cult-wise? Like, what a what time of your life? If someone had come up to you and said, "Hey, ooh, that's I a got good this question about you know love and stuff." <laughs> love and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm in. I think probably between like 15 and 17. 17 ish because and that was when i got into my first really abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and i think at that time i probably would have been easily molded because i was another cult of one (laughs) yeah i mean i have i have heard like people refer to abusive relationships as like a a cult of two people or something like that yeah i actually never heard of that but that is exactly how it feels and then when you get out well also, like, I knew I needed to get out, and you're trying to get out, and they won't let you. It's very mm-hmm. scary and hard, but um, I I wonder if I could have been, had my mind taken over to the point where, like, I believed all of these things. Like, I knew I was in a terrible relationship. I was trying to get out. So, what about you? What's your most vulnerable time right now? Um, <laughs> do you want to start? Do you want to start following me? I mean, I I'll hold out for maybe I am a better wearing a robe. cult leader. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could. I think I could do better. Uh... Yeah, you would probably be the leader. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's kind of a compliment, I guess. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think. Hmm. So I, I was such a like weird misanthrope in like my later teens and hated everybody. Mm. So maybe not then, but my earlier teens, mm. I think probably. Yeah. Now that you say that, maybe, 
I would have been more well groomed at like thirteen. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when that, I was yeah, especially kid, yeah. yeah, because like my parents got a divorce when I was ten. I started kind of becoming lost ish, but you know, from then on. <laughs> but I think by thirteen, I definitely trying to you're trying to figure who you are and like you're so much changes when you're thirteen. You're not into certain things that you were when you were a kid and you're getting into your own things. And if someone would have been there to be like, this is this positive thing. I mean, I was straight edge. So then also I was like really interested in going to the Krishna temple and stuff like that. So mm. I remember my mom was like, don't uh, join any cults. I'm like, it's the Krishna temple. I know people don't understand that, but, um, but I could see what, what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't. So it could easily, you know, yeah, it probably, I, I could have, let's be real. <laughs> Everybody today, actually, oh boy, heading down to the temple today. Yeah, sunshine um, cleaners are, are going to come clean my uh, carpets, and hopefully they'll ask me to join. That's a Seinfeld reference. Crossed. Yeah, that's a Seinfeld reference. But... Um, although I will say, in my like early, maybe early mid twenties, I definitely was like, I I probably would have been, and mm, maybe to some degree at least, uh, more open to like the. Because I was kind of angrier and like a, a little bit more frustrated, I would have been more vulnerable to like things that played off of that, as opposed to like "We love you, aren't you so? We want to make you happy" type cult. But like these sort of internet movements that are like about you know dudes being angry about stuff and blah blah blah. What about men's rights and yada yada yada? I think I would have like had a pretty open mind to a lot of the uh, stuff that I would now like n- not cross the road to to spit on um just because it is a lot of um speaking directly and i i wouldn't have realized this at the time that sometimes when people are speaking they are speaking in a way that is whether or not they realize it targeted to people like you to make you to reinforce things that you already feel so like in Mm, that in that movement there's a lot of like people being rational and like oh isn't this isn't it logical that uh uh you know all feminists are bad or whatever stupid thing they say it's it's couched in a you know you're not is, these other people are so emotional aren't you so you know uh clear thinking and blah 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 and i, I think i would have fallen for a certain amount of that stuff in a way that older me um maybe sees through a little bit more yeah i feel that way oh i might cut this out but like when like we're going to use these listeners like real words here. Yeah. But what Sarah did and what I really liked about her is this, that she was very, the words that she used were more hard to hear words. Like she said, like Keith Rainier, uh just wanted more pussy and wants to get his dick wet. And it's mm-hmm. like, when I hear people talking about Epstein, he had, uh, you know, uh, whatever they they like sugarcoat it in some way where it's like no say it exactly how it is mm-hmm. he's fucking these ch- young chicks like the way maybe more eloquent than that but you yeah. know what i'm saying he had peculiar tastes or whatever something yes. like that as opposed to like inappropriate yeah. uh grooming of he wanted younger... to have sex with teenagers yeah as a 50 yeah. year old man yeah yes and to uh, having that more honesty when people say oh he had an affair it's like you mean he fucked some other lady like mm-hmm. let's I, I hate it when terms are used that are very like oh it's just it makes it sound so like whatever um not as grave as it actually is so i i appreciated her openness and her verbiage (laughs) 
Yeah, and I think particularly like being in a cult, there's so much um, there's so much that goes into how you speak about people, how you don't speak about people, and not yes. saying certain things that to it probably feels like you know puncturing a balloon to just say something in plain English about oh this guy was kind of a dirtbag who only cared about getting his dick wet, which is like yeah, this guy's all. To say that about a person who's calling themselves like a living god on earth sort of sort of snaps people back into reality a little bit, I think. Yes, I like that. It's honest. Mm-hmm. Better. Better. <laughs> okay, let's uh, talk about Thursday, shall we? Sure. All right. We were her little sugar sausages sent in by the one and only Allison Rosen. You know what's so funny? She was mm-hmm. like, I've never picked my own. I've never. And I'm like, um... How many years have you undone your own until Patreon came around and I was vying for this whole perk? <laughs> it's true, but also like shenanigans. You can't have your own carb. That's uh, I don't I know. call shit. I fucking yes. Call shenanigans on this. This is some bullshit. No, uh-uh. You can, by the way, they talked so much about black and white cookies later. They could have talked about sugar sausages too, because it's, didn't she hear about it? Through Jenna, or is that through just Super Bowl yeah, recipes? Yeah, oh, good question. I think I I want to say it was through Jenna because she had like the the recipe or whatever. Or oh, right. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I feel like Patreon people and their perks things have gotten a little bit rip offy lately. Hmm. <laughs> uh, in what way? How do you mean? For lack of a better term, okay. Where are the live streams? Um, certain things that like Daniel and Allison episodes every Monday, which is fine, but then to have like the bonus episodes be him or um, just lacking in the Patreon perks. Obviously, I don't really know everything that's going on over there because I've been off of Patreon for a while. But um, but now one of the perks is getting your car bread. And she's mm-hmm. doing her own. So it's like, yeah. it's another thing that's yeah. taken away. It's little. It's just chipping away. Yeah, it makes it. I hear, I hear what you're saying. And so then this sugar sausages is sounds like a horrendous thing. But then when she described it, I'm like, oh, it's just like glazed mini weenies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds delicious, actually. And maybe I'll make it for the group recording. Sounds super good, but the name sugar sausages, much like, um, smudge, much like, uh, what is that dip that Jenna makes also that the name is horrendous, but it's actually totally sounds great. Meat dip? Yes, like meat. Is it meat dip? It's something. But it's just like a hoagie that's blended up basically, which also sounds kind of (laughs) weird. Um, we need better names, uh, for these things because this sounds great. Uh, Allison also talked, and I know we talked about this on our last episode about Upworthy being Patreon only, and she kind of said a little bit about that. And she said, it's only $2 a month. Who can't afford that? And I'm like, I actually can't. Mm-hmm. Which is like, cre- oh, was it crazy? It's uh, beyond me to think about because at the time, I would be like, yeah, who can't afford two bucks? And I'm like, actually, right now, I can't. <laughs> So let's think about the people a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because you said it's beyond me to think about. And then I, I, for a second, I thought you said beyond meat. (laughs) And I thought that was like your replacement word for crazy. Like, oh, that's beyond meat, which uh, 
kind of works. Like, that's unreal. Like, that's beyond me. Um, Anyway, uh, yes, I agree with whatever you were saying before I got distracted by that. By the way, I'm going to do a vegan version of sugar sausages. I will do Beyond Meat or some something or other. That way uh, Lauren can have some too. Sugar sausage sounds very like Georgia or like it sounds very Southern to me. Like Yeah, like an insult or and... like a sexual move? <laughs> uh, maybe a term of endearment. Who knows? But just mm, as, as a food. My little sugar sausage like that. <laughs> mm, I, I don't I'm like a it. Southern belle. You didn't know? Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, as a food product, it feels very like, and especially, I think Jenna said you can use Coca-Cola if you don't want to use it for beer. I was like, that's, that seems very Georgia to me. That does. And that seems too much. I feel like, because if you're going to do brown sugar and Coke, I feel like that might be too much. The beer would give it that extra, like, but obviously if you don't drink beer, but I mean, you cook out the booze, it's fine. It just gives it that like beer flavor. Not everybody likes, it's fine. It reminds me of the ham that, uh, shit, it's not Paul, it's, um, shit, it's really not going to be worth it to go back. Who made ham? Um, no, hold on, what's, uh, is it Bruce by Don? Uh, Graham, Graham, Napple Chip? What is the? Gramblin' Nap Chip? Gramblin' Nap Chip sent in, uh. I called in and said that they made oh, a yes. Coca-Cola ham. Hi, Paul. Okay. Uh, so Jenna, Al, and Tony were on. I was excited to see that Jenna and Al were on. That's very cool. And obviously always Tony, too. This was a very enjoyable episode. Yeah, I really um, I liked both of these episodes. But it was, it was very nice hearing Jenna and Al back on. Yeah, I agree. These were two great episodes. I, I was like, oh, okay. I don't have to slog through either of these. <laughs> People can slog through this. <laughs> I apologize to the B team for whatever episodes we next get stuck with, which will not both be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be RJ City on a Monday exclusive, and then RJ City, like, somehow clones himself to be, like, four guests on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it'll be so... Allison and Daniel just talking about RJ City and repeating <laughs> the story about being late. The real Inception moment. Uh god and calling it call in and tell us what you think about rj city <laughs> and then uh, not getting you know. to the calls because uh, yes it comes up. maybe half of a call and one's just in- intelligible <laughs> <laughs> so black and white cookies i feel like this show is the black and white cookie of the podcast world because we're looking to the cookie do you love cook- black and white cookies? I don't know that I've had a good black and white cookie. I'm sure oh. I've had like a cheap store-bought one, but I've not had one that I was like, oh, this is good. It's, it's more like a, yeah, this is this is all right. Maybe too much too much of the uh, uh, not frosting. What do you, what do you call Glaze it? Glaze or Glaze. something. Yeah. That I would maybe even call icing. Yeah. Um, it is a little sweet, but I do like that it's a cakey cookie. Mm-hmm. It's and so you've had one then. So how did you eat it? White side, dark side. Um, it was what, not... sorry, white side, black side, or through the middle. It it was. Uh, hmm. I I I don't have a strong memory. It was not a, like a memorable experience. Um, I'm, I'm very not, sad. I'm not. Sad. A, it was not a great. It was not a great. Uh, I'm open to newer experiences with mm, the black okay. and white cookies, but it was like a, 
I don't I probably the chocolate side. I don't I don't remember. I so I go down the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I I think I take a bite of the middle and then whichever flavor overpowered, I'll go to like the other like one side to like get a different flavor. Cause mm-hmm. like going down the middle, you get very chocolatey flavor. So I'll probably go to the vanilla side and then go to the chocolate and like kind of go back and forth. The first bite's always down the middle. Hmm. Which I never really thought about it, but when I was like picturing it in my mind's eye, I'm like, yeah, that's how I do it. Um Trader Joe's makes a pretty good one. There's a deli down the street that has the big giant ones that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love how, first of all, Utah didn't even know, not even aware of a black and white cookie is like a problem. I feel like they would. I mean, they they don't. It's it might just all be, about sugar. Yeah. It might just be the place. white half in certain parts of Utah. But uh, well, the fact that the, everyone was like, I'd probably just eat the white half. I'm like, guys, <laughs> can we? Um, yeah, <sighs> it's it's I. It seems like they definitely would, though. So the last at a, we had like a work potluck thing. Uh, the all white cookie is what it would be called. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Jenna's nickname. But the <laughs> at work. Oh my god, that was like a chicken cackle. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. At work, we had a potluck um, for the first time since COVID. Actually, it was very nice. But someone brought. They were kind of like black and white cookies, but it was just like the chocolate half. So it was like half chocolate chip or something like that, and then with half of it dipped in chocolate. But mm. they were like. They weren't good. They were like too crunchy. They weren't like a soft. That would be cookie. too much. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. These are just like they're a little lighter and and soft, and it's just very. It's but it's not chewy like a cookie. It's very cakey, it, but it's not like eggy either. It's just very good. Mm. Um, I had planned on making some. I like how they were like. Oh, we were worried the baker wasn't going to make them. You think they can't? They don't have Google. They can't look up black and white cookie recipe. They're a bakery. I would imagine a baker wouldn't have too much trouble. I assume it's no, it's ninety percent the same as another cookie. Would just you dip it in. They literally have all the ingredients yeah. in front of them. Yeah, it's like different measurements. Um, I and I was going to do for my neighbor's birthday because he also like this is all black and white cookies. Seinfeld reference, huge one. Um, because he loves Seinfeld, I was going to do a black and white cookie cake. So. Mm. Uh, I found this recipe and it, so it was kind of like um, so it had a different texture than cake so it might be kind of maybe I should try and make it I never did though because uh, I just went and bought him some from Trader Joe's <laughs> oh well I cheapened out on him listen it wor- it works it works yeah uh, let us know at home how do you eat your black and white cookie and would you prefer it to be all white <sighs> oh yeah the question from last episode is what is the oldest food or whatever item that mm, you have. Yes. yes. I was just trying to remember. Yeah. Ooh, what if it was a black and white cookie? Ooh, I mean, yeah, that's probably, you got to get rid of that. That's not a, there was definitely some like, um, I think it was like a, some sort of sugar, not sugar cookie, but like some, some cookie shaped object made of sugar that my mom had like in our cabinet growing up for like years. I think it was like supposed to go on top of a birthday cake or something. Oh, something uh-huh. like that. But it was just like in there for years. And I was like, I don't know. I have a memory of like kind of wanting to eat it, but also being like, that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good anymore. I can see being tempted by that. Yeah. And wondering like, why is this still here? Yeah. It must be good, right? Um, be. Yeah. I just realized, I know I asked everybody to send in pictures or let us know what your oldest food or expired, oldest food that you ate or expired item in your house. I realized I'm going to be serving some pretty old something at the uh group recording like it'll almost be a year old uh, and it's been in my freezer like wedding cake 
No, it's at Entenmann's. Is that the end of the aisle? No. Uh, it's some one of the carbs that got rid of mine last around Easter. I think it was the fruity pebble Easter eggs. Hmm. And I was like, for some reason, the kids didn't really eat them all. I thought they were pretty good. And people were like, oh, I should try those. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll put them in the freezer. I'll serve them the next time we're all together, which is like once a month. But I forget about it every time. So that's what we're going to do. All we're right. really going to have like a roll it all into one. It'll be expired a year. Well, I'm not going to say it's expired. It's at least a year old. It's give, give it a little little taste test first. Make sure it's not <laughs> doesn't taste strongly of like Freon or whatever. The problem but, yeah. is, you know, when chocolate goes bad, you can see it turns white. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is already like a white chocolate. Uh, hmm. But it'll probably have like a weird coating. I'd still eat it. Fuck it. It's in the freezer. It's fine. It's pre- Aren't things good in the freezer for like six months? It's probably just like six months bad. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Oh, we will. Yeah, we'll find one way or the other, the easy way or the hard way. We'll we'll figure out if if mm. it's gone bad. I hope I like your that. bathroom is okay. I hope. I hope it is. Too. Yeah, hope the shower drain is also clearing because it oh might. You might gosh. need both sides. Yeah. The last time I had people staying at my house and my shower broke, and it's like. Okay. Allison talked about when, so picking up on cues and recognizing change in people. So what she mentioned was when she was growing up, her mom completely changed her style, her look. And Mm -hmm. she just thought like her whole world turned upside down. Like, who is this person? Who is this Shelly? This is not my mom, (laughs) Shelly. But (laughs) so, and, you know, I can relate to this part is when she would say, you know, like she puts lipstick on or something. The kids know she's leaving. I used to have, and I still have that. Like if I put lipstick on, which is pretty only really when I go out. But uh, the other day I put on some like lip balm that had more color than I expected. And when my son came out, he's like, Oh, where are you going? I'm like, nowhere. But like, they just know like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to go out now because you either put some heels on or you put some, you know, when you're, they're really little and they start seeing you like dress differently. Like, all of that but did you ever have this in like growing up did either of your parents like shake shit up for you like this not in a not in a major way my mom had like a shoulder pads phase oh mine too which i think was probably thinking about it maybe have had to do with her like getting a new job somewhere or something like that but it was like Mm. a i'm picturing like a shoulder pads like i'm saying picture in a nine to five moment my mom definitely had the shoulder pads fade. I don't know. I don't forgot where I was going. But you were talking. Go. Yeah. No, Go ahead. Just that. Yeah. And it was like a, it was a weird, there was a couple like hairstyle changes or whatever, but it was, it was like a, it was, it's definitely as weird as a kid to have your parents start appearing differently than they normally yes. do. It, it feels like a, it, it feels like a massive change when it's just like, as an adult, certainly like I wouldn't think twice about it, but it, it's, it's like a, it's just so it feels like um I don't know, almost like an imposter or something like or yes. that they are well, going to like leave. It's, it's your very foundation strange. where yeah. you're comfortable and like when that gets shaken up, you're like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, what's going on? Um, I definitely had that with myself because I once I lost weight, I wanted to start dressing like I did a long time ago. So it was like to me, it was like normal to go get these clothes that I used to wear and love. And so I slowly started integrating it into because I did, I didn't want to shake up the kids' lives in a, in a weird way. I don't I don't need to be like that overly protective, but 
but also because it was new i was maybe a little bit insecure about it sure where i'm like i don't know if i can pull this off this is clothes i wore like you know 20 years ago like styles that i or things i've liked over the many years where i'm like i don't think i can pull that off or wear that or don't feel comfortable in it or whatever it is so but um whenever i do get dressed up my son is always like "Ooh, you look good (laughs) (laughs) like even yesterday i haven't straightened my hair in like a year and part of it because i was trying to like embrace having like curlier hair and whatever Mm -hmm. and and then with my arm i haven't been able to do it so yesterday i was like you know what i'm gonna give her a try and he came in while i was doing he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) like you know pumping me up full of compliments i'm like oh it's cool um yeah that is very sweet yeah so it's nice that they've gotten to the age now where it's not like oh mom's going out we know because or they smell like certain like you know perfumes and lotion or like seeing lipstick or certain like whatever they're Mm -hmm. like we know something's happening (laughs) and we don't like it um yeah it was funny i was just reading uh someone talk about that with their pets like whenever they wear certain shoes or whatever their pets get very sad yes yep or uh, i think someone was talking about uh Whenever they use their hair dryer, the dog becomes like inconsolably sad because they, they know it means that they're going out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, so I want to ask you because I have like Al says he blows up his entire life often, which I don't. I definitely did with like changing, just becoming the person that I've wanted, you know, like the person I wanted to be in my head visually at least um, and trying to match the inside as well. But certain styles that i loved and it's like i'm gonna blow this up and try and like be this person that i've always wanted to be you know Uh, but have you done this i don't think so i i hmm i don't know um no i i kind of do like if i look back like i haven't journaled in a little bit which i need to get back to but when i do um every once in a while i'll do like a here's the things that have changed in the past five years and it's it'll be like oh that's a pretty cool list of stuff like I'm glad I made most of those changes. Those are all very cool. I like that. But I, I think I might do that. Yeah, but like on a day-to-day level, it's like, you know, watching an iceberg change or like, you know what I mean? It's like watching a tree grow. You like you can't actually <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> uh I mean, you're more of a you're, you're like a float. You're like a, not a not a whole iceberg, like a a slimmer iceberg. Icebergette. A shard. Um, sure, Icebergette. Yeah, yeah. Uh more of a romaine than an iceberg, if you will. Um, but mm. yeah, I, I, there are these changes that happen in my life that are, I think, pretty substantial, like whether it's learning to play piano or uh, at the last time I wrote the list, like meeting all of the BFF people was mm. like happened mm-hmm. about five years before that. So it was like, a, oh, these are, these are notable positive changes, um, either new hobbies or new things I've done or whatever. Um, but I, I don't have like a big, like, I'm going to move to Alaska and become yes. like a fish farmer or something, a fish something. Um, I, I don't have like those big, like a uh, pulling a geographic as the 12 step people say things. Um, yeah. I haven't had a big, like, I need to go do fish something, but I do have this, like, and I've talked about it up bunch is like i want to have i want to move somewhere else to have a change just a life Mm -hmm. changing you know feeling and i think my brain would grow from that and i think i would enjoy it a lot obviously the pacific northwest i need to be there at least some some season of my life um but i would love that i would love to shake things up in that way but 
now it's just, you know, with clothes and losing weight and trying to like be healthier or whatever. Even though I know Dr. Jen is shaking her head at me right now. Good. And She's telling me to correct. knock that shit off. Yeah. Lady. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jen. We appreciate it. Yes. Always doing the Lord's work mm-hmm. by listening to this show. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, they talk about cruises as far as like bands. Mm-hmm. I'm like doing cruises. And this is something that I, I've always thought like, man, I wish more bands would do this or more groups would do this like. Back in when Allison first started her show, I thought, oh, how great it would be to go see Corolla and like having a pod fest, but on the water. Mm-hmm. I think there'd just be, I don't know why being enclosed and not being able to leave sounds fun, but um, <laughs> it just sounds like I've been on a cruise. I don't know if you have. And so it the, the vibe is fun. And I can't always use the word vibe, but the it's just a fun atmosphere. I can see the not being able to leave. Like when I picture being on a cruise ship, I picture it being like there not being enough space, which is you know Mm. definitely I'm sure not true on a lot of like definitely not cruise ships. And you don't feel like you're even on. You kind of forget, and you forget that you can't leave, and then you kind of get reminded sometimes when you can feel it, but Mm. or you are up, you know, and looking at it. Sounds like we're back to the cult conversation. I know it really does. You're just kind of there. And you don't realize it. it. Wearing just, different yep. clothes. Yeah, getting branded. <laughs> yes. But I always thought that that would be so much fun. And when I did go, just I just did a bunch of drugs. So it was like, that was fun. Just doing ecstasy for my first time. And it was like, whoa, this is an experience. I missed out on the part where everything's inclusive, though. So I wasn't drinking or eating very much. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to go do that part. <laughs> Uh, and like you know gambling or whatever but my friend just played a cruise where in, uh, my friend that who's in a band he just played a cruise i think social distortion was the headliner mm-hmm. so it was like social distortion and like john doe and then and my friend and um oh, i think oh x was there yeah uh and who else i was just a bunch of people and i thought oh, i really wanted to go on that so bad oh jameson felt yeah like so many people were there i wish i could have gone but um I was like, oh, they actually do these things? <laughs> so hearing that um, Tony's going to do this is kind of crazy and cool. Not crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of cool. It is crazy. I'm going to bleep out anytime cool. the C word comes up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, well, different C word. Um, yeah. But yeah. I can say cunt. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Wouldn't wouldn't stop you. Um, <laughs> no. The Yeah, it is. I guess it makes sense. It, it makes sense, but it also it feels weird to me. Like, I... I can picture if you really like a a band or a musical artist wanting to go on like a cruise with mm. them being like a performer, but it also feels like, I don't know, like let them go home. I don't know. It feels weird. Like to, to the, the being on a ship the whole time. I don't know. Right. It, it doesn't, I don't know. It, 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 I, I, I don't know how, how I would, I, I would probably like it more than I think I would like it, but it feels a little too like, but what if you want to go to the mm. store or something? Mm. Or you know what I mean? It's just the, yeah, not that I would actually leave, but the, the so it's the, just like the idea that you can't. Yeah, you have a claustrophobia sort of situation. A little bit. It happening. feels a little like a, maybe cabin fever. Y- sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when we went, they usually will dock somewhere like Ensenada. I think mm-hmm. is typically a place to go. But I was like, I don't get off this boat. I did, but like i don't need to be out 
Oh, I did find some really cool silver earrings. Though. <laughs> yeah, That's go. isn't that exciting? <laughs> Worth knowing. Yes, thank Important you. Important information. <laughs> the only thing, other thing I wanted to talk about was robes, which is funny because of cults. But there's a lot of robe talk, typically on, on a Thursday episode, anyway. So I would like to talk about robes. Is there anything else from Thursday that you would like to talk about before we dive into some robes? Um, I so I was just I was thinking about the. Uh, the urge to blow your life up every five years or whatever. Mm, um, mm. And I was thinking my life, when it has been blown up, it was against my will. <laughs> like something right. I got fired yes, from a job or I had to mm. move or, you know yes. what I mean? So Moving uh, many times, changing schools. My yeah. life was blown up so many times. I think that's why I'm like, I just want to stay anchored somewhere. Similar. Yeah. I've been since I was like 18 and in a mindset of trying to like, okay, this is how I'm going to like survive and live. And then like, you know, all these years later, I'm like, oh, I, I guess I can kind of, I have a lot more freedom to just kind of do whatever, but it's still, it's sort of a, a process of recognizing that, that I, I could make these big life changes, um, but it, it's a, a matter of security, I guess. Yeah, I could 100% agree with that. That's, and I think this feeling of, the new feeling of trying to find myself is like, maybe there's other things out there that I can't explore. I don't have to be so connected to this house or this state or this whatever and trying to be a little bit less because if my shit does get shaken up without my control, mm-hmm. it'd be nicer. I mean, how you can't really totally be prepared for that, but, but to have your mindset be like, okay, that's an adventure. This is going to suck for a little bit, but we're, it's going to be something positive coming out of it, you know, afterwards or whatever people tell themselves (laughs) yeah which is often true Um, yeah it actually is and i do every time i've moved just it does i do feel better afterwards because i do get to purge a lot of things and it does feel like a fresh start but having to move the way i've had to the last like well pretty much every time has not been great Mm -hmm. situations like especially the last one was the worst and now feeling like I have this uneasy feeling that I'm going to have to do that again, even though there's not been any talk of it or words of it, but like, who knows what's lurking? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've moved once on purpose and that was like 15 years ago and I'm still in that apartment building. Um, right. So this is a, um, when you feel like things are maybe too much in flux, you kind of maybe uh, cling too much to stability in a way, which Mm. has 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 an expiration date you don't you should uh, you should be shaking it up a little bit uh once you realize that you can exercise that kind of freedom i think yes and i think shaking yourself up every five years doesn't need to happen in such a big way but maybe shaking up other like you said going back to your journal and seeing what you've changed and being mindful of those kinds of things yeah yep uh my only other note i think for this episode was um... i think it's about to end oh shoot well yeah, less than a minute. Uh, just, just, just uh, leave on that cliffhanger till we get back. Recording in progress. All right, that was quite the cliffhanger. What do you uh, have for us? Uh, yes, my only other note was that uh, <laughs> Al hashtag Al's kids calling him Alan. Um, <laughs> like, is that your name, Alan? Uh, just first of all, a very funny story. But yes. also, um. Is there, have your kids ever called you by your first name or, yes. yeah, or you and your parents? Like what's a, give me, give me details. What's going on? So my son, especially, but both of them have done this. And when I used to take care of Gracie for however many years, when she started talking, she called me Shisha. So then my kids started calling me that. Hmm. 
uh so that just became like okay shisha it was never like <laughs> it's never like just that i'm gonna call you that all day it's like i'm calling you out on something or we're joking about something and they're gonna call me shisha but the other thing is is <laughs> they would call me by my last name my maiden name says they'd be like says like what's what's going on here you know what i mean like call me out on that so i'm like i really enjoy that kind of like camaraderie it's very the cute they make me laugh so much sometimes and they'll just be like okay okay says <laughs> ah that is did you ever do that with your parents uh absolutely not um <laughs> no no I, it reminded me so april richardson was on the show a couple years ago mm-hmm. um whom I love, who's a comedian who has since moved to England and has a whole uh, uh, speaking. I, I guess I'll shout her shout out her thing at the end of the show also. But oh, t- speaking of blowing up your life, going to England and yep. probably changing her voice. Uh, hmm, just kidding. Hmm, <laughs> gaining an accent? No. Oh no, no. I thought I thought we were making fun of her uh, her weird oh. raspy cigarette voice, but oh, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, no, no accent so far. But she, she calls her mom Donna all the time whenever she's talking about her mom, which is so funny to me just because Donna is such a perfect name for yes. that. It's like, okay, yes. Donna. Okay, Donna. I was talking to Donna and she said, like, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just very funny. It's, it's that, the perfect name for yes. that sort of joke. It is too. And when it's used with the amount, the right amount of times, it's like, you're not just overusing it. It's just it, that kind of stuff tickles me. My neighbor uh, and her daughter, they have something similar where, uh, if she's like had a few beers or something or like her mom's gonna go she always just kind of like irish goodbyes and just leaves and she'll be like okay bye kelly okay kelly's leaving now you know like <laughs> she'll just call her out on her name like her name will come out oh kelly's going to bed <laughs> um but i do like that it's funny i feel like megan probably throws out like a julie Barkant. oh heck yeah i think in our presence and directly to her okay mm. julie <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah definitely should we dive into some robes? Yes. There's multi-layers here. Multi-layered robes. Not unlike my Jack Coffee. I and mean, we could start there. We could start with my very famous, uh, infamous, I should say, inventions? Yes. Your, uh, <laughs> your uh, projects for a, a better world that you're trying to... Thank you. Oh, my yeah. God. That's going to be my... Uh, what's the word? Not tagline, but... Um, I don't know, but that sounds like I'm starting a cult. Maybe I'll start outfitting cults. Ooh, I mean, actually, if you a think robe would be, I mean, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. the Jack Offer. You know That's your, like your LLC or your your projects for a better world enterprises or something. Yes, like that. Mm. so good. I can see it on the side of a of a building. Obviously, the Jack Offer and the recovery. Two things. I'm just reimagining the snuggy is that what it was called the stupid yes. goddamn thing and the like worst invention in the world but That's i wanted to capitalize on that stupid idea with my own stupid ideas yeah. so it's because you've said jack offy like four times now uh, you might want to explain for anyone who doesn't know about about what you're speaking of uh w- what kind of invention this well be. to be fair the recovery is more of the real invention mm-hmm. the jack offy might be the spoof <laughs> intended okay so the recovery is a robe that you wear when you have a hangover so it's got like an extra long hood if you want to like cover your eyes and it has um extra large pouches uh pouches <laughs> pockets four pouches for like yeah. electrolyte pouches water feels more it feels yeah. yeah it feels yeah 
like a kangaroo or so like pouches yes yeah. yes so you're gonna have uh your electrolytes your fluids with the tube so you can you know you don't want to have to like you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're gonna be laying there um maybe like a lined pocket for snacks mm. that you know what i mean like a cheeseburger would be fine in there or like chips whatever you want to put in there Ooh. it can it can be or maybe one with like a like that that heat bag that a pizza delivery comes oh. in like it's lined with that kind of material so whether it's hot or cold when i workshop it it with someone that takes me seriously this is what happens better ideas lisa i will always take your ideas seriously which is why (laughs) sometimes i'm very concerned for yourself or me for you yeah uh, for you (laughs) um and then so the jack coffee obviously there's more to the recovery there could be plenty there's tons of things a pocket full of ibuprofen you know whatever Mm -hmm. It's going to be everything. It's like a walking first aid kit for your hangover to make you more comfy, to get you through to the next. Uh, you can even have a hair of the dog pocket. Fuck it. Let's do it. Um, so the jack is just a rope with a hole in it, I guess, and maybe some sure. sort of receptacle. <laughs> uh, sure. Less, less care goes into this one, I feel like. <laughs> well, this is what I was thinking. Maybe you could have like disposable you know pocket that is an outer pocket not an inner like it's it's like would be an inside out pocket so you could you know finish into it and then remove this pocket and toss it toss them we're awesome sure uh i I mean feel free to workshop this one too because you know you would be the one that would be the you know probably using it you would be the high praise thank you um (laughs) it would not be me i mean i well first thought would be like some sort of like a napkin dispenser pocket or something like a you know like a tissue Uh, okay okay um keep her going keep her going uh yeah i don't i don't know (laughs) i can't take full credit for this because the east coast gen was also you know half of the the mindset on this one half of the uh, yes we also had Yes, we also had the sleepy. <laughs> Just a robe with a pillow sewn into sure. it. Sure. Which, come on. Like, think about it. I don't, it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Snuggies. I would like to know how much they sold. It's a robe. You put, literally a bathrobe that they just turn, put it on backwards and they're like, well, I invented something. Yeah. I mean, it's a very stupid invention. I. So for the sleepy, it would be nice to have like a robe where you could like either zip or clasp or something where it goes up almost like a sleeping bag where like it covers mm. your entire face almost like if it's yes this might be part of the hangover one too yeah but like yeah a, maybe yeah just i originally called nose. it i originally called it the hangover and my mm-hmm. my friend was like that's doesn't sound very good how about the recovery i'm like damn it see this yeah. is what happens talk to the right people magic happens yeah let us know your your uh ideas because we'll make, we'll put this thing to work put this baby to bed someone's gonna steal this idea i can't believe it hasn't happened yet uh, hmm. well i mean actually i think the zipper up one thing has been i think someone sent that to me maybe a dr jen or a rafi or someone probably like, yeah. oh somebody's uh or maybe it was east coast i'm like somebody's uh sniffing up our uh, ideas here mm-hmm. anyway let's talk more about robes so they allison wears a robe a lot i talked about robes on the episode that i the double episode that i did not put out because I'm very passionate about robes and I've, I do like wearing a robe, but I think it's the people that don't like robes. I think they're doing it wrong. And then I think some people have sad ways about robes. Like I think whoever was on that Thursday episode was talking about 
oh it's caroline moss like she gets out she doesn't even towel off she just puts a rope right on i'm like "Mm -mm, no you're if you're trying to get someone to try a rope this is not the way to do it because that's an uncomfortable trapping wetness on your body Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. mm -mm. no not good not a good also putting a rope over your clothes no thanks allison this is like the ultimate in laziness um but if you want to be comfortable just be in a rope i do have the thing where like if i'm in a robe it's lazy time like i'm not getting stuff done Mm -hmm. so you can't if i'm in a robe all day i feel depressed um so there is a right time and place although as of late sometimes like when i'm getting ready if i am going out i will put on a robe or like some sort of like a vintage dressing gown situation where i'm like it's kind of like part of the whole like ritual and i really enjoy that part of it but i have different robes for different seasons i have some with hoods some that are long some that are shorter but my favorite robe is i have like three of them now because i can pretty much wear them all year long i wearing them a bit now but mostly when it's cold i can't wear them it's my summer it's my summer robe Mm -hmm. um it's just thin and it's like kind of kimono style but like kind of shorter but it has the belt uh sewn on so you never have to deal Mm -hmm. with that Mm -hmm. it's like it's a great robe it's super comfortable it's soft it's doesn't make you look like a stay puffed marshmallow man or big hero six i think i sent that jmo in a million years ago about the way i look in a robe is big <laughs> when you see people in robes on, in movies and they look all sexy and i'm like i look in the mirror and i'm like yeah, boy. you know <laughs> this what it's called a porcupine suit if i wear this to bed that you, you, listen people big hmm, you want to feel you want to feel big hero six even if you don't look weird. like mm-hmm. that sounds like very comfortable and relaxed true. to me, like a Very giant true. puffy robe, as opposed to like some weird, like sleek European thing with lapels or something, right? Like a smoking jacket or something. And that's the other thing because men getting away with robes, it's a tough one. Mm. And I like how they're like, yeah, women in robes is just like you're a slob, <laughs> and men is just like now you're trying to be sexy. It is funny, but I mean, there are obviously sexy robes for women. But those aren't actually like doing anything. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, there seems to me. I would imagine there's like a like a number line and on one side of it is like very super comfortable stay puffed marshmallow man and the other one yes. is like ooh I'm so sexy like sheer practically yep. lingerie type robe. some lace some satin mm-hmm. some like yeah barely covering anything I do have one of those but like let's be honest that hasn't come out for a while mm-hmm. or ever actually I mean what am I talking about it could it could <laughs> okay do you have a robe? I don't have a robe. I always wonder if I should get one. I don't. The know. other side of robes with men too is not just the like I'm the Hugh Hefner trying to like be like sleazy, but there's mm-hmm. also the dude side of it. Oh yeah, because now you're like the slob, Big Lebowski like look like, you know, paying for your uh, half and half with a check for sixty nine cents or whatever yeah. it is. I I would definitely lean towards more the dude. Than like a Hugh Hefner situation. Um, that is kind of what I picture when guys wear a robe too. And like sometimes, like I, the robes that come at the hotel come <laughs> that are available at Wait, a hotel. So it's it's fine. We know what you meant. Oh thank God. At a hotel are typically not very. I don't know why people get so excited about. It. I'm like this is like waffle, like scratchy. No, it's not comfortable, and when a man tries to throw one of those on, it's like oh, you don't really look very good but you yeah. feel good and that's fine that's all what it's all about really 
it's also like for people who don't wear robes that's like ooh fancy i get a robe now you know what i mean it's yeah, not like for true. the the connoisseur like you are with a you know a top 10 true. ranking of all your robes and everything <laughs> i should share the um my top robes because just having like the one i wear every day now i do wear it to bed because it's cold and i don't turn the heater up i, I do like to be cold at night but i like to be all bundled up so it's like a, it's like a red like a red riding hood looking thing because i have like a hood and it's long and it's plush mm -hmm. and it's like a giant blanket that i sleep in and it's oh, awesome that sounds nice yeah plus pockets you never know what you're going to need in the middle of the night sure a flask or something yes <laughs> sure among other things <laughs> uh yeah so i i don't know if they mentioned this on the show or um it's just something i put together but it was funny hearing so Tony has talked about the reason he like immediately throws on shoes is so he feels yeah. like he's like doing something and otherwise it's easy for him to like get depressed and feel like he's not yes. doing anything. I've assumed that's why he doesn't have a robe because if he was wearing a robe all yes. the time he would feel like, yep. you know, he was all uh, you know, doing the dude thing. Like casual. Yeah, too like slob, mm -hmm. like yeah, a sloth. I think and I had thought about getting him one that had like ARIYMBF on it or something, like getting him some nice robe, but it like I kind of feel bad for him. First of all, anytime robes or shoes or showers, anything that comes up, his story gets trotted out and dragged through the mud. And I feel like when he tells the reason why, it's like fucking kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony's a, a sensitive lad. He is. And I wouldn't want to hurt, you know, hurt anybody's feelings or make him feel less than by giving him a robe like, you need this because, you know, I wear a robe and I like it. Uh, so, Tony will not be getting a rope from me. And it sounds like he's met his match with a robeless lady. Yeah, a good pair, just walking around naked with shoes and socks on. I imagine that's a Ooh, that's what their I name from is. Uh, Flony. <laughs> Flonies. <yes. laughs> okay. Or toes. Uh, Toe. Mm, that's even better. That's. I'm sure she would love that. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we talk about our favorite JMO? Uh, no. Did you have a favorite JMO? I were only... never do. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I'll just say them all. You tell me which one you want to talk sure. about. Sarah overthinks and ca catastrophizes things, which, I mean, come on, with her background. Um, and hashtag Al had two. Uh, he thinks the best of TV streaming is behind us and... Mm. Homeschool has lost stigma. Which one screams? Oh. Trice, talk I about mean, me. I think, so I think owls are both probably true. Yeah. Um, I Do you remember what uh, uh, Sarah was talking about with the... the she was thinking about, and this is the way I took it because I do this also, but I'll, like, one example. I was, And Allison's example was... Um, like if something happened to her and then like she sees her face on the news, like she goes oh, through the whole yeah. story of everything. Yeah. Um, I relate to this. I do catastrophize things, but I'll be like at work sometimes and I'm sitting and uh, talking to the parents and checking kids out to go home or whatever. And there's like a crosswalk right across the street. And I like see a person cross and I'm like, go through the whole thing of like them getting hit all of the stuff that's going like I do that all the time with certain things where I'm just like shake my head like okay get out of this like no 
Do you have stuff like that where you kind of Uh, overthink or catastrophize things? Hmm. I, hmm. Not exactly. I do think about how many times I've almost died and not known it. Mm, Like, mm. if I left the house 10 minutes earlier, would I have been hit by, you know, a drunk driver, that sort of thing? Mm. Like, all the ways it would be interesting slash uh, maybe horrifying just to have a list of all the times you almost died or almost got murdered even just just because you would have been in the wrong place at the wrong time or so i don't think of it yes that way like a real sliding doors thing but i do have times because i have had moments where i'm like oh my god i could have totally died then like Mm -hmm. it was an actual moment where i will go back to it and i think about how it could have played out where i'm like how did i not get into so much trouble with this you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. be harmed um, just a few circumstances where it's just like, oh my gosh, I was like in harm's way and I somehow like didn't have anything happen to me. Yeah. I do sometimes think, I think more when I'm on the freeway or something and I see an accident that had just happened. It's like, oh man, if I was just like a couple minutes, this or that, I would have seen it, maybe been a part of it or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I think that's, uh, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. More? <laughs> I mean, uh, just just uh, briefly on Al's thing. I do think the – I don't know what streaming TV stuff is going to look like in the future, but it definitely does seem to have been – we've reached like um, what used to just be like a, a sort of – these smaller internet companies or startups doing streaming video has fully turned into like Disney Plus and like Netflix is a huge company now and – you know, I think Hulu is owned by like a, a Comcast or something. Like, mm. like they're all like these giant super corporations getting into it in a way that like wasn't the case. And even the companies right. that used to be smaller, like Netflix, are like huge and like these these massive multi billion dollar corporations. And it's it feels very much like cable companies, but like at the individual network level. Or it's HBO Max and then, you know, Paramount Plus and then, you know, whoever else or these, 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 uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, it feels like there's more options for stuff to watch, but also it's become uh, a little less, a little, little less consumer friendly also. I can agree with that side of it. And then on the other side, also just... Before it was like, oh, we have all of these things available to us. But now there's so many available things, but it's on many different platforms. Mm-hmm. So it went from, oh, we don't have to have cable anymore. We can just pay for this one thing. Now it's a second thing. Then it's a third thing. Now it's like, and everyone has their own content now too. Everyone has their own original shows. And it's just like frustrating. Because it's like, okay, if I want to watch this, I have to get HBO this. And then if I have to get that, I don't have to get that. It's like, I don't want all of these streaming services. And then on the other side of it is, people balked at me for keeping some dvds i'm like there's certain dvds that i'm like if i can't watch this like i will be bummed and this has happened where i like go to find like oh i bought this somewhere and all of a sudden it's just not there anymore or it's not available or whatever it is it's like i that kind of i remember first hearing about streaming in my mind for some reason i thought it was gonna be one thing like one place to get everything Mm -hmm. because which makes no sense obviously there's going to be competition and there's going to be many people getting into it but in my mind, I was just like, cool, you can find anything anytime? Like, this sounds amazing. Now it's just like, it's so not like that anymore. And like you said, it's not very consumer friendly. Yeah, and there is a lot of uh, 
All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to briefly nerd out and be like a little uh, – get a little hashtag Alice for a moment. So okay. among the issues with streaming is that bandwidth is so important. Like you have to mm. send so much data, video data back and forth to you know however million, million or tens or hundreds of millions of people are watching your service. So things that were very common on like a, you know, a DVD that you could find in the bargain bin for $5, like director's commentary or bonus features or behind the scenes stuff is not nearly as common on streaming services. Um, like we actually kind of, there's always a thing with technology where when you move forward, sometimes you lose something like when cell phones first sort of started to become super popular, like in the early two thousands, calls would drop all the time and it was like shitty service, but You were trading it for the convenience of being able to use a phone everywhere. Um, Streaming services have uh, less features for their shows than like a a DVD would have. And also sometimes a lower video quality. Like if you took a Blu-ray DVD compared to like, you know, what would supposedly be like the same quality high def stream on a streaming service, the Blu-ray would actually probably look better because the, Mm. the amount of data being sent from yeah. the streaming server has to be like they have to keep sort of a lid on it uh, whereas you know whatever's on the blu-ray is on the blu-ray and it's just being sent yeah. directly to your tv so i they're... never would have thought about that side of it nor would i have even known that so that's huh interesting okay yeah, this is small little little things which you know 99 percent of people won't notice but it's a it's always interesting this i i don't know if there's like a term for it but when it's interesting to me like these these rollbacks that happen whenever technology advances to be more convenient that you actually lose like these um what were potentially like big features of the older version of the thing that's it that's all also you don't own anything because you're renting the ability to watch movies instead of actually buying uh actual like Mm, media but anyway true okay 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 hmm that's it for me i will i will not go on a any more uh technology-based rants at least today. That's okay. Uh, you know what? Before we end it, we have a BFF hotline call Ooh, late in the nice. game. Here we go. Julie Parking, I'm Steve from Cold, Snowy, Wisconsin, calling in. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to take space with everyone. Things are going well, although, as you know, my Green Bay Packers have failed mm-hmm. to continue on for the quest of the Super Bowl. I'm handling it okay. I'll be fine. Next year starts anew. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Hope you all are doing well. And that's about it for now. Getting ready to go out to eat with my husband for the Friday night big fry. (laughs) Not sure if any of you like to go for those, but the delicious here in Wisconsin. And if you ever do get to Wisconsin, to the Green Bay area, let me know. I'd love to take you out to eat at one of our great supper clubs. Have a good one, everyone. Hi. Julie Parkansky, we you know, love you. I was 100% sure that was Megan doing a bit for like the first five <laughs> seconds. Like 100%. Wasn't this sure. something that came up before? That it like, absolutely we... did. Leanne thought the same thing when she left a voicemail. A <laughs> um, couple things. Uh, I, it's so weird to hear someone saying it's snowy somewhere. Although I do believe that call came in from December. No, it was the beginning of January. Maybe. I don't know. I forgot what Rafi said. So maybe it's been there for a minute. I'm sure it's still snowy there. It's. I'm currently sitting in the... It's kind of cool today. I'm sitting in the sun, but I know I'm getting a sunburn. Um, so the very different combination there. I do... Sorry. I used to 
go-to fish fries on Fridays at the Elks Lodge. I haven't in many, many years. And I think at some point in the not too distant future, I will be going on a road trip, trying to mark off one of my bucket list items, and I will have to make Wisconsin a destination. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. Julie Supper Club, Julie yeah. Parkansky, uh, cheese curds. That's all I need to hear. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, I mean, maybe not in like the winter season, but you know, be careful when you book, is all I'm saying. But yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay. I think it might be summerish. I have yeah. no idea. We'll see. We will see. All right. Well, that was a great place to end it. Thanks, Julie, for calling in. You're the best. Um, if you would like to be on the show, email bfancast at gmail.com. I might let you. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. You could probably just run it. I don't care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, or just text me, whatever. Uh, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at BFNCast and join the private Facebook group because I vow to be more a part of that and do more stuff <laughs> uh, at some point. People will be happy to see you. You are the people's champ. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I, so one of my robes that I have actually, I was so excited about it. <laughs> Back to robes. I like how talk about more about me. Um, I was so excited because I love the movie Blue Velvet. So I was like, ooh, I need a Blue Velvet robe. I was like, should I get the long one or the short one? I'm like, I'll just get the short one. I wear it. And I'm like, I look like I'm going to get into the wrestling ring <laughs> or the <laughs> boxing ring. Well, I mean, that's a look. That's It is a look. Yeah. I will sport that when everybody's here for the group recording. Oh, we should all wear robes now. We're talking. Oh, boy. Maybe I should get robes for everybody. What? Am I rich? Nope. I can't even afford two dollar Patreon. <laughs> I mean, it would it would be funny if you're like, I I'm sorry, I just can't afford that two dollars. I'm like, you bought everyone a robe who comes over to your house. <laughs> oh God, uh, Trace, where can we find you? I mean, uh, I'm on Instagram zero three underscore book is zero three the zero the worst spot numeral three and underscore the word book. But don't worry about it. Um, mm. if I think we just found out what the. Uh the zodiac killer wrote <laughs> yes uh spiritually it's very similar um the the so i will shout out um the episode of high and mighty any of the mike mitchell episodes um because i think him and, and gabrus get together uh get along very well um mm -hmm. um so yeah check your podcast apps for that um i think those conversations are always good also a hmm uh Hmm. Actually, I might have to. It might take me a while to Google this, but uh, there, someone, wink, wink, um, mm -hmm. wrote a sort of a an anonymous blog article about uh, a uh, an emotionally abusive relationship that they were in. Um, it, and this is anonymous, mm -hmm. but okay, someone who I previously mentioned on the show who maybe has moved to a different place. And was with oh, a, a partner in that new place might have, okay. uh, you know, might have. I would be very interested in this. Some understanding of the situation. Um, I cannot find it now because it was on a random blog. But um, I will uh, actually. You know what? I'm going to take a minute and find it, and you can uh, edit all of this nonsense out and make it seamless. Or I'll do the editor. Whatever. We'll we'll figure out whatever we're doing. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
Sick. Okay. Um, the person posted this blog uh, post to Tumblr um, under the name at XZX-XZX. It's uh, quite anonymous. But it's about someone who uh, moved, uh, you know, met someone on vacation while they were in another country. They fell in love. They got married. Uh, she ended up moving there, and then things went very badly in a way that is not dissimilar to the issues we've talked about on the show as far as, um, you know, relationships that go bad or even cults that are sort of um, psychologically manipulative and abusive. So worth a read if you're up for okay. that kind of thing. Definitely. That sounds right up my alley. Plus, we were mistaken for the same person at one point. There was a, a, allegedly... Uh, the synonymous. There were there were yeah. three of us uh, yes. there, so yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for being on. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate no, your time and you and you know your brain and whatnot. I can't get rid of it, so I might as well put it to use somewhere. <laughs> Finally, uh, BFFs, you truly are the fucking best. And Chipotle, you better watch yourself because Lil Rafi is coming for you. Thank you and good night. Okay. Hey. Recording uh. stopped. The warmth of your love like the warmth from the sun, and this will be our year. Took a long time to come. Don't let go of my hand now. The darkness has gone. This will be our year. Took a long time to come. And I won't forget the way you helped me up when I was down And I won't forget the way you said, darling, I love you You gave me faith to go on Now we're there and we've only just begun This will be our Took a long time to...